This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Can you believe it's already the second Sunday in January, January the 10th? And now that Christmas and the New Year have passed for another year, people have been turning their thoughts toward this year, 2021. Some may be thinking about some New Year's resolutions that you've made. When Mark Twain was once asked what his New Year's resolution would be, his answer was, I'm going to live within my income this year, even if I have to borrow money to do it. (laughs) Well, resolutions remind us of restrictions, don't they? And most of us don't like to be restricted very much. The word commandment is another word of the same nature. It's not the most pleasant word for many people. In John 15, verse 10, Jesus said, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Now, why would Jesus be talking like this? Well, in the very next verse, verse 11, He tells us why. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Oh, does he mean that when we obey his commandments, we have more joy? Yes, I don't see how we can get anything else out of that verse. It is true that Christ came to convict us of our sin, but he promised also that his way of life is one of adventure and excitement of joy. Many people come to church with deep troubles every Sunday. Someone has estimated that about six out of 10 people sit in a congregation with major hurts in their lives. And for this reason, I always appreciate those speakers, teachers, and preachers who lift people's spirits with inspiration and hope. When I'm reminded that Jesus came to give us joy, and when I hear the good news that life in Jesus Christ can give me a truly happy new year, then I can face the challenge of depression with new strength. The scripture is full of inspiration and joy, sound reasons upon which we can all base a happy new year. The gospel of Jesus is really a bomb in Gilead, a lubricant. So many people these days are running without enough oil to keep the friction down and the RPMs up. And so this morning, as we continue in another new year, I want to share with you four words which were given to me by a man who's not a preacher. He's a Christian businessman. He came from Dallas, Texas. His name is Fred Smith. And he talks about four things that can give us a lift to our spirits. First word is the word wonderment. You remember where this is found in the Christmas story? In Luke 2.18, we read, And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Now, this is not the kind of wonder which says, I wonder if you know what you're talking about, or I I wonder about you sometimes. No, it was a sense of awe which possessed those people. This, This is the kind of wonder they had. Someone has said that the true mark of genius 
is not to create awe in other people, but rather to be awed. Many of us have the tendency to become cynical, closed-minded, and analytical about everything. When we concentrate on our knowledge rather than on our ignorance, we lose our sense of awe. The more we know, then the more we realize just how vast our ignorance really is. And this fact should stimulate wonder in all, all of us. <clears throat> oh, it's so easy for life to become flat and jaded for us. Something then comes along and we say, so what? Well, that's not the biblical spirit. The Apostle Paul did not say, so what? He said, rather, so that. He said that he had become all things to all men so that he could reach them for Christ. He kept his body in submission so that he would not be a stumbling block to other people. Paul had a sense of wonder at what God was doing in his life. Let me ask you, have you lost your sense of wonder? Fred Smith says that wonder has two great enemies, entertainment and acquisition. Entertainment satisfies our need to be outside ourselves. The fantasy of TV is often just interesting enough to keep us watching and just not quite bad enough to make us turn it off. It becomes an anesthetic to our minds. In its dullness, we lose the excitement of watching real life. That other word, acquisition, the other enemy of wonder, gives us a synthetic satisfaction when we acquire things. We use our energy, our thought, our planning, our shopping for more things, hoping they will restore the sense of satisfaction that our previous purchases may have failed to do. Yes, the scripture says, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Wonderment. It's a great word. There's a second thing that can give us a lift to our spirits and can help us to have a, a happy new year in 2021. That second word is urgency. If you have no urgency, then you have nothing important in your life. One person said that one of the problems of retirement is that you lose your urgency because your priority list becomes level Nothing stands out as having to be done. Remember again that verse from the Christmas story speaks about urgency. Luke 2.16 tells of the shepherds who came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Interestingly, uh, it does not say, uh, the shepherds say, well, next time we're in town, we'll drop by and see what's happened. Oh, no. One of the great motivations in life is that things have to be done at a certain time and in a certain way. You become urgent about them. Now certainly we're all guilty at times of thinking just how nice it would be if we had no urgency about anything. But most people who have no urgency lose their zest. Now this doesn't mean panic. There's a vast difference between urgency and panic. One can have a sense of urgency without panic. I remember several years ago, 
there was a TV personality who was interviewing a great football player, Mean Joe Green of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and also Craig Morton of the Denver Broncos. He asked Craig Morton what it took to be a great professional quarterback. His answer was, the first qualification is the ability to relax under fire. Now, Mean Joe Green did not feel that the announcer understood that comment, so he filled in with this explanation. What a pro means by relaxing is to stay in control. Mean Joe Green knew that Craig Morton was not about to go to sleep when he came at him, but he knew that Craig had to stay in control or he, had, he was going to panic. If he panicked, the play was not successful. It's a good word also, urgency. Not panic, but urgency. A third word, which is an essential ingredient, I think, for the kind of joy that Jesus wants us to have is the word reverence. And when I speak of reverence for God, that's not too much of a problem for most of us, is it? So let's pass on by that application and think about reverence for each other. Reverence for each other, for human beings? You might say, I thought reverence was something that's reserved for God. Well, not really. Reverence simply means profound respect mingled with love and awe. There's no reason why we could not or should not have that for each other. Uh, when I talk with couples about uh, marriage, I tell them I don't use the word obey, but there is something that's required of the wife. And the scripture says in Ephesians 5.33 that a wife should see that she reverence her husband. That means honor, respect, but not blind obedience. If you want a Bible verse or text proof, then try this one. It's a paraphrase of 1 John 4.20. How can you say you love God, whom you have not seen, if you love not your brother, whom you have seen? Well, maybe you feel like the little boy who wrote a letter to his pastor one day. Uh, he said in the letter, Dear Pastor, I know the Bible says that God loves everybody, but I don't think he's met my sister yet. <laughs> How can a person say that he reveres the Creator when he doesn't revere his creation. People can talk about reverence for God and yet at the same time show very little or no reverence for mankind or for the world that God's created. Great people do reflect a reverence, not only for God, but also for all of God's creation. You perhaps know the name Dr. Albert Schweitzer. He was walking one afternoon down a dusty path talking with a friend of his. As they walked along, they noticed a hen and her little chicks walking in front of them. When they got close to the little family, Dr. Schweitzer took off his hat, bowed, and said to the hen, Congratulations, my dear. I didn't know it would be so soon. <laughs> oh, what a spirit of reverence that is for life itself. How much more should we show reverence for God's highest creation? mankind, others. We do live in a fallen world, but we're still called to have reverence for what God has made. 
if we can have the right spirit of reverence toward each other, this will go a long way toward giving us that happy new year. There's a fourth word, though, a fourth quality for us, I think, to take into this year as we continue that will really cause us to have the joy that Jesus wants us to have. And this fourth word is the word gratitude. Gratitude puts a lilt in life. One person has pointed out that gratitude is the healthiest of emotions, whereas revenge is the unhealthiest. It's interesting, therefore, that the Bible tells us to be grateful in all things. And another verse says, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. In the 116th Psalm, verse 17, the psalmist speaks of offering to God the sacrifice of thanksgiving or of gratitude. Now, what's the connection between sacrifice and gratitude? Well, it's this. When we are truly grateful, we sacrifice something. What? Our ego. You're really saying, you did something for me that I could not do for myself. Of course, this is what God did for us in giving us Jesus, his son. He gave us something that we could not get for ourselves in any other way. We can accumulate things, possessions, material objects, but when we receive the gift of oneself, this then is the basis for genuine gratitude. It was in the early 1930s when the Great Depression hit. Everybody was hurting for economic security. And back during those days, a man by the name of George Beverly Shea was offered a fabulous salary to go into radio singing and music composition. But something made him hesitate. For some reason, he kept putting off signing that contract that was offered to him. Bev Shea's mother, who was a beautiful Christian lady, had always wanted her son to give his voice to God. One day she copied two verses of scripture and laid them on the piano where she knew he would be. Later, Bevshe came in and found those Bible verses as he sat at the piano. After meditating on these verses, the words, he let his fingers wander across the keyboard and there came to him the words of a song which since he wrote it has been sung by millions of people you perhaps know some of these words. Bev Shea wrote, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hands than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. George Beverly Shea made an expression through these words of his allegiance to God. It was an allegiance based on gratitude for what God alone could give. In these past days, as we've already begun this new year, I'm sure many people have been expressing their feelings, even still, with those three familiar words, Happy New Year. So let me close today by giving you my wishes 
for a happy new year for you as I go one step further and say, what shall I wish you? Treasures of earth, songs in the springtime, pleasure and mirth, flowers before you, skies ever clear. Would this ensure you a happy new year? What shall I wish you? What can be found bringing you sunshine all the year round? Where is the treasure lasting and dear that shall ensure you a happy new year? Wonderment, filling your days with God's best. Urgency, giving you purpose and zest. Reverence and gratitude, casting out fear. These will ensure you a happy new year. Peace in the Savior, rest at His feet. Smiles from His countenance, radiant and sweet. Joy in His presence, Christ ever near. These will ensure you a happy new year. Will you pray with me? Oh God, we pray earnestly that those words of George Beverly Shea might be our prayer when we say we'd rather have you, Lord, than silver or gold or than riches, houses or lands or anything. Because we know that when we place first matters first and we put Jesus first in our lives, then we will have the radiant joy that only he can give. Father, may that joy be with the one who's listening to these words right now as we all surrender ourselves more fully this year to the Lordship of our Savior Jesus. This we ask in His wonderful name. Amen.